This is Steve, and you're listening to Most Wanted. Hi, sissy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 33. I'm Lauren. And I'm Amanda. How are you doing this week, sissy? I'm good. No, it's been a busy week. But yeah. All, all good. We're, we're headed to our podcast festival. Yeah, we're in the time we're, we're machine. In the time machine. So we're getting ready to uh, literally we leave tomorrow. So. Yeah, I mean, soon. Yeah. We're going to have such a good time. Yeah, it's going to be hotter than hell in Austin. Can't wait. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess we will recap this on last week's episode. But yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah. Um, any news? Anything you want to talk about or you want to rock and roll? Updates at this point on anything that we've talked about in the past. Let's rock and roll. And if I have updates on a different episode, I'll let you know. Okay, perfect. Let's rock and roll. Sissy, cool. are you ready to play What's My Crime? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay, Lauren. Who are we talking about? We are talking about Stephen Ray Stout. Okay. He was added to the FBI's Most Wanted Fugitives list on November 27th, 1988, and he was featured on America's Most Wanted soon afterwards in early December. What do you think his crimes were? I put it in plural, but it's also possibly singular. I don't know why I wrote it like that. <laughs> um, his last name is Stout, so I'm assuming Stout. he was an alcohol distributor. Or um, they were called bootleggers. In 1988? Yep. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Bootlegger. Love it. Or, Love that guess or for us. Pirate. Oh, oh. Love it. Pirates Excellent guesses this week. Yo-ho and a bottle of rum. Pirates like yep. for me. Yep. yep. I, love, I out, love these so, guesses. Yep. Yes. yep. I love these guesses. Okay. 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 So sources this week include articles in the Deseret News, United Press International, the FBI website, and a website called Top Tens with a Z. Cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, it was harder to find information this week, so most of the story I'll be telling you is from uh, a really excellent article in the Deseret News. So that's a uh, paper out of Utah. Okay. Um, so content warnings for this episode include murder, abuse, and mentions of incest and potentially statutory rape. Mentions, not the, no, no detail on it, but it's still there. All right. So once again, it's been a lot of these. I think you like it. I have very little background on yeah, Stephen Ray Stout. I like yep. it. I love it. I want some more of it, as in no background. <laughs> so there's, there's a little tiny bit of background that's relevant. But it's only like I could find nothing about his childhood except for this little tiny paragraph that was in one article. So, okay, Stout was one of six children, Gross. and his parents, yeah, his parents got divorced when all six of the children were under the age of 10. What I'm sorry, who, yeah, yeah, all of them were under the age of 10 when the parents got divorced. Um, he apparently, I'm putting this in quotes because I have no idea any details on it. He apparently terrorized uh, the younger siblings. Like I said, I'm quoting an article that I read. Um, this apparently included daily beatings and 
other forms of punishment. In I'm sorry. Quotes, no. I know. This is so messed up. He was probably 10. Like, I'm guessing he was like 9 or 10. Um, yeah. So whatever that stuff means, it sounds bad. I have no details. Um, that's all I know about his childhood is literally those like two sentences. Okay. Uh, but it does become relevant later in this story, unfortunately, which is why I wanted to mention it. So now we're going to flash forward a bit in time. Sometime in the mid 1970s, Stout met and married a woman named Sharon Kraft. Okay. They had, yeah, they had a couple of sons together and it seemed like they were a happy nuclear family for quite a while. Um, I don't have the date, uh, like all the date details on what happens next, but it helps to fill in some of the gaps to like kind of try to guess. So several years into their marriage, I'm guessing this is like around 1980, but unsure exactly. Um, Stout learned that Sharon was suffering from depression. Mm. At some point during this time, Sharon shared with Stout that she had been in an incestuous relationship with her father, Jim Kraft, when mm. she was younger. Before I go any further, I don't know anything else about this. So unfortunately, if you have questions, I wish I could answer them and I have nothing. Um, some assumptions I'm making based on how the story was told. It sounds like Sharon was likely a minor when this occurred, but I don't have ages or anything. Mm. Uh, this is all absolutely horrible. Um, yep. And something about the depressive episode that Sharon had fallen into during this time brought this up for her again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I, I don't, again, I'm not sure if that was triggered by something. I'm, I'm not sure what, where that came from. Okay. Um, again, and I, can't, I can't even say this with 100% certainty. That's just what it sounds like in the way the story is told. Sure. Um, apparently, at least one person testified to this in court. So I'm assuming that all of this in the newspaper that I've read, it's based on someone's testimony in court sure. while they were under oath. Um, this whole situation apparently upset Stout. Um, it's not entirely clear what part of it upset him, which is also like upsetting to me. Like, was he upset that her father had done this to her? Was he upset because he felt like this was like, cheating before they were married was he upset because she was depressed i i honestly don't know i'd like to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say that he was upset with her father i can't say that for sure right <laughs> he's not a great dude so like i, I my guess can't is say that, that for sure. he, he probably if i'm not knowing anything about it probably feels betrayed by her which is yeah that's shitty. that was my gut feeling too which is so shitty oh, yeah. so yeah um Anyway, at this point, with the depressive episode and this revelation, their marriage starts to fall apart. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure where they physically were at the start of this story. I don't know where they met. I don't know where they got married or anything like that. But the next thing I'm aware of occurred in Ohio. Okay. So now we're in Ohio. Okay. The great state. Um, the great state of Ohio. At some point after the depression and the revelation of the incestuous rapey relationship between his wife and her father stout ends up in a fight in ohio um in this fight sounds like a bar fight unclear for sure sounds like a bar fight um in this fight stout shot another guy in the face with nope. a shotgun sir yep. that is never the answer yep like Unless my guy 
what what are you doing with a shotgun in, in a uh, presumably in a bar that was gonna okay yeah let's just what are we doing it up. yeah oh i know that's I know. not so, one that fits in your pocket or even under right. your shirt so like was it like a hunting fight what other kind of fight could it be in a bar i i don't know that it was in a bar i'm you i was guessing that in a bar Sorry. yeah i was i was guessing on the bar just based on how they were telling the story got it got it like, got it got it he didn't it didn't seem like he knew the guy he was fighting like it just kind of seems like a bar sitch you know okay but shot but anyways the the rifles were shotgun not rifles yeah shotguns yep. were drawn and he yes. shot a guy in the face. In the face. Yep. Oh. In the uh, in the original article that I read, it was unclear what happened to that guy. In another one, it said that he died. So we're, Oy. yeah, uh, we're going to say that this man died. Um, Stout spent some time in jail for this for manslaughter. Um, it wasn't very long that he was in jail, unfortunately. Again, I wasn't able to find a ton of information about this crime or his jail sentence or anything. I did finally figure out that it was a manslaughter conviction that he served time for in Ohio. So, like, he did actually kill this person. Um, what we do know is that this fight and the jail sentence that came afterwards shifted something in Stout. He started having flashbacks to the beatings from his brother uh -oh. and the torture he suffered at the hands of his brother. Uh -oh. And the quote I have from Stout about this time went like this. I couldn't stand anyone to put their hands on me. Uh oh. So this is where he leaves jail and we start the next part of the story. So Stout gets out of jail. And he travels to Utah, which is where Sharon and his children were living at that time. It's now January 1988. Uh, Stout wasn't in a good place at all. Sharon had filed for divorce and she'd been keeping him from seeing his sons. Part of that was because she had a restraining order against him. And since she had custody of the kids, he like couldn't get close to them because of the restraining order. I, I, my understanding is that the kids weren't included in the restraining order, but just like logistics, it wouldn't really work. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I knew. And someone. her, and her, her family was in the area and like, they weren't going to help him see his kids. He'd just been in jail for manslaughter. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so like I, what I wrote is I can't imagine why they weren't letting him see his kids since all he did was shoot a guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Sure. Or whatever that right. Song is. <laughs> yeah. It's gravity, but yeah. <laughs> John Mayer. That's a John Not Mayer. that song. Oh. <laughs> Not that song. It's tragedy. I don't know. We danced it in figure skating. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Oh, okay. Then I guess I don't know that one. Um I'll play it for you sometime. Please do. You're going to so, be like, that's not at all what they said. Oh, well, <laughs> it sounds good in my head right Same now. Same difference. Yeah, so whatever. <laughs> Better than the John Mayer song. Anyway, um, at this point, uh, it's January 1988. Stout had not seen his children since Halloween 1987. And he was about to go back to jail to start serving time for violating the restraining order against his wife. Or like wow. his wife had it, had it against him, yeah. I mean. Yep. Um, 
I'm assuming he was also on parole at this time since he was let out of jail for his other, his manslaughter things, like lots of things happening here. Um, Stout was also basically homeless at this time. Uh, he had been sleeping on his boss's concrete basement floor. Mm. Um, unclear what kind of job he was doing and like what his boss is, like who his boss is or anything. He was running the bar that they sold stouts at, obviously. Obviously. You're totally right. Yeah, that's definitely it. So his bar owner or boss's floor, we'll say. Ew, could you imagine sleeping on the floor of a bar? Ew, no, ew. Ew. Most of the time when you're in a bar, your feet stick. Stick. It's sticky. Yuck. Yeah. Okay. Any hooters? So, my question, I wasn't focused for some reason on his employment or anything when I wrote this. Yeah. I wrote, who cares? Do you think, right, do you think that that means he was sleeping directly on the concrete? Yes, and I hope so. Okay. No pillow. Also, I hope that there was a crack in it so he doesn't get that perfect back alignment. Totally fair. That's a mm-hmm. very legitimate hope. Yeah. So, it's January 22nd, 1988. Stout took a bus from wherever he was staying to a suburb of Salt Lake City, Utah, called West Valley. And he walked from the bus stop to his soon-to-be ex-wife's trailer, Mm -hmm. um, Sharon's trailer. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. He he didn't think anyone would be home at the time. Uh Uh-oh. What he was planning to do was take a rifle from the trailer so he could shoot himself. And maybe Jim Craft, you know his father-in-law and also maybe his wife you know he wasn't sure he didn't know um yeah uh he entered the trailer Mm -hmm. and turns out he was not alone if there was a child harmed bonnie craft sharon's stepmother and her daughter maureen turner who was 18 at the time were both in the trailer Maureen, uh, the daughter, tried to call the police, but Stout pushed her out of the way, so she couldn't. And when he pushed Maureen, Bonnie slapped him. And then if you recall the quote about people putting their hands on him, Stout just snapped. So Bonnie Craft was beaten over the head and stabbed (gasps) in the back. Oh my god. Maureen Turner, the daughter, was beaten, stabbed, and strangled. Oh my, what the, oh God. Yeah. Stout claims to have not remembered a second of this crime. Oh, good. Yeah, no one ever does. Right, yeah. A few days after the crime, this is what Stout claims. A few days after the crime, Stout woke up in a snowdrift without shoes. Hypothermia. Right, but he Feet get chopped off. But like he wasn't frostbitten, he didn't have oh, hypothermia. So like this doesn't really make sense. Like no, that story. Liar liar sense. pants for hire. Yeah. So he had blood on his clothes and he had stolen Bonnie's car. So why he was in a snowbank is unclear because he stole the car. The last thing he claims to remember is Bonnie slapping him. So naturally, what do you do when the last thing you remember is your mother-in-law slapping you, you don't have shoes, and you've got blood on your clothes? You obviously flee the state. 
No, you call the police. Okay, well, he fled the state. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's the second thing you do then. First thing yeah. you do is you call the police. Second thing you do right. is then you flee. He skipped, he skipped the first step. They always seem to. I know. It doesn't make sense why mm. they skip the step. Mm. Also, yep. when I say liar, liar, pants for hire, yeah. you say it's pants on fire, and I say you would know, liar. It's from oh. SpongeBob. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> Noted. Next time. I'll, I'll get it next time. <laughs> he, after he fled the state. Yes. Bonnie's car was found wrecked and abandoned somewhere in West Virginia. So that he started in Utah. Holy fuck. That's the other side of these here United States. Not the opposite. But yeah. Yeah. Like that's a lot of miles that he covered. 2000. Probably. I don't know. You know, maybe at least a thousand, whatever. Anyway. um, So Bonnie's car was found wrecked and abandoned in West Virginia sometime later. It doesn't say exactly how long like later this was. Mm -hmm. Um, But Stout eluded authorities again. He moved to Mississippi and took on the identity of. Do you want to guess his alias? Actually, can you please guess? Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, I get one more. Um, yep, yep, yep. Um, I was going to say, um, it'd be really funny for to pick like a famous person alias. Thomas James Holton. <laughs> That's so much better. No, he, uh, he chose the name Billy Johnson. Okay, my third guess was Billy Bob Thornton, so should have gone with my Oh, guess. that would have been very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he took the identity of Billy Johnson. He started dating someone new. And they quickly moved in together. Somehow, Stout was just like, yeah, I'm just here for funsies. Let's move in together. I don't know. He's in Mississippi. It's weird. Um, Stout was added to the FBI's most wanted fugitives list on November 27th, 1988. So like 10 months after the crime or so. And he was featured on America's Most Wanted in early December of that year. Mm. Stout's new girlfriend was an avid America's Most Wanted watcher. I mean, I don't want to say anything good about this woman. I don't know anything about her, but she's a fan of the true crime. And oh, yeah. I think we can all appreciate that. I think, oh, yeah. Shit. She Wait, does like this mean that she girly. was like, 911? What's your emergency? Hi. My boyfriend, husband, partner's name is Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Johnson, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I am watching him on the telly. On the telly? <laughs> so go, yeah, she's from Mississippi. They say telly, right? Right? Yes. Anyone? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The telly. Yeah. So is that what happened? Am I close? Close. Any you part- actually are close. Oh, cool. You actually are close. Yeah. Cool. So Stout's new girlfriend recognized him on America's Most Wanted. I would hope she- so. And she first confronted him. No. Which, kind of dangerous, risky, wouldn't have done it myself. Um, but he didn't do anything to her. He admitted to her that he was the man they were looking for. And then she called in the tip. She really risked to it get for him the arrested. biscuit, and the biscuit was yeah. okay. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. Good for her. Yep. So then she called in the tip. He was arrested for the murders. So, 
when I told you the story's pretty short, I'm truly almost at the end of it because there's just not a lot of info out there. That's fine. So, yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. No, um, so like I said, I'm unclear exactly what happens next. There's discussion of testimony, but it also says that Stout apparently admitted on the witness stand when he testified in his own defense that he did it. Testified so, in his own defense? This guy's an arrogant asshole. Right. But like, so this is this is where I'm unclear. Did he go to trial and then just admit it in the trial? Or was he testifying in quotes like at a sentencing hearing? That's the part I'm not sure. Gotcha. 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 No like, matter what, he's he an could idiot. Have, either way. Yeah. He could have pleaded guilty. That's the part that I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. But in that testimony in his own defense, that's when he says he didn't remember anything about the crime. So that's where that came from. Likely story, Billy. Right. Right. And so it could also be like he went to trial because he's saying he didn't remember. So there's no intent. So they're doing like a murder versus manslaughter thing. Mm. Un- unsure. Um, in any case, Stout was convicted and sentenced to five years to life for each of the two murders. So Wait, a parole five board, years to life? That could be five 10 years. Five years to life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I blew up. So this was in, really I think he that. was sentenced in 89. I think it was 89 he was sentenced. You want to know who was born in 89? A very beautiful Taylor woman, Swift. Oh, what? So a parole board met in November 1992. Uh, nope, that's not enough time. That's three years. Three years after he was convicted. Um. As that is an option after someone has served three years of their sentence in the state of Utah. Mm. I don't know what the ultimate outcome of that meeting was. What I do know is that one of um, Bonnie Craft's relatives, I, I don't know if it testified or wrote a letter or something, but basically was just like, please don't let this guy out. And then also some of the police involved were like, this guy shouldn't have been let out from the jail in Ohio. Please don't let this guy out. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't, come on, don't mm-hmm. let this guy out. He mm-hmm. remembers, you just don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what I do know, I don't know what the outcome was for like what they decided, except for the, he, he was not paroled. I know that much. Oh, okay. And he has not been paroled in subsequent years. Oh, good. Because I checked the inmate database for Utah, and he is still imprisoned there. 34 years later. Mm-hmm. 34? Am I right? 34, you're right. Yep. I'm really good at math. Good at math. He has been in jail for 34 years. 34 years, absolutely, because you're a dick. Anyway. Sorry. That's the story of a guy who claims to have forgotten the murders he committed but whose girlfriend turned him into the police. Good for her. And um, um, true crime girly. I was going to say true crime girlies for the win, as mm-hmm. they usually are. I know, in, especially in this case, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know, not a lot of info. A little okay. bite-sized one, but, you know, you know a, a we've had a couple, we, a I was going to say, we've had a couple real meaty boys for us. Yes. Not yeah. Not long have. in the grand scheme of things, but long. No, for but us. I mean, as soon as you have to, as soon as I have to split an episode into two, like or three, a, or three, it's it's meaty. Yeah, yeah, because we don't want to do we don't want to do two hour episodes. It's not a lot of people like them, but it's so much. This is a lot of it for me. I've, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but a lot of it for me since that we've been doing this for a while now 
it's a lot of work to write enough content to be like two and a half to three hours long, you know? Gotta break yeah. that up between weeks. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, because we, we don't have a lot of extra time to do it a couple in a week. So Yeah. Yeah. No. We just don't have the time. Okay. So like I said, limited sources for this episode. Um the first one is the FBI website, which is number four twenty two, Stephen Ray Stout. In Deseret News, first article is called Can't Recall Any Details of Killings, Stout says, by Brent Israelson. And then also in the Deseret News, an article called Board of Pardons Urge to Never Parole Killer by Steve Fidel. In United Press International, or the UPI, uh, one of FBI's most wanted captured. Um, there's no byline on that, but uh, that mm-hmm. was the article. It was a nice, concise one. And then in Top Tens with a Z, the article is called 10 Crimes Solved by America's Most Wanted by Ian Forty. I love it. Yeah. Those are good. A little short. Also, guy. it's Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Oh, I don't know. Tragedy. Is it? It's really tragedy? Who's short? I'm impressed. What? Yeah, Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Is it not going to play because you have something else going? It should. Oh. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, it won't. All right. I'll play it for you after we get off cast. Okay. Sounds good. But that was a very good episode, and thank God for the true crime girlies. You know what? Keep doing what you're doing. Agreed. Well, that was, it was actually, this is such a fun, short, sweet episode. I really liked yeah. it. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you always telling your stories, and Thank we you. love to hear them. You do the work so none of us have to. Out to the true crime girlies who are turning their boyfriends in. Seriously, shout out. For actual crimes, again. For actual yeah, crimes. again, for actual crimes. Okay. Please, if you have not yet, we ask that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And please give us a rating and a review where you listen. You can find us on Instagram at a most wanted pod where we post a small clip for every upcoming episode each week. And we do true crime trivia on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We have a Facebook page. You can find us at a most wanted podcast. You can send us an email at a most wanted podcast at gmail.com. We also have a website. You can visit us at a most wanted podcast.com. And we mm-hmm. hope you continue to listen and love us. Like we love you. And subscribe. And, and subscribe. subscribe. Damn it. I got to put that in. Do, 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 do. I said that actually. That you subscribe to the podcast. Anyways. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Listen, subscribe, love. I think that's what they say these days. Instead of live, laugh, love. Sure. Listen, subscribe. I love. like that. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Listen, listen subscribe, subscribe love. love. We love you. Bye. Bye.